How do lithium battery warranties stack up? That's what we're going to be talking about today in Staying on the Road. We're also going to have a nice conversation about fall will soon be upon us and we need to get prepared. Some last-minute details we're going to discuss in Living the RV Life. And then we're going to go to Door County, Wisconsin in the next stop. I had a hard time saying that. Door County, Wisconsin. All right. Then we're going to wrap up the show with RV Envy. And in this RV or in this episode, we're going to talk about cordless drills and impacts. Yeah, it doesn't sound too exciting, but heck, we'll try to make it exciting. This is Eric Stark with the Smart RVer podcast, delivering the smarts you need to enjoy the freedom of the RV lifestyle without the fear of breaking down. Today's show is episode number 132. So, Alexis, welcome to the show. Thank you, Eric. I'm glad you're feeling better now. <laughs> I am. Alexis wasn't feeling good in our last episode. Now she's feeling awesome. Great. Yep. <laughs> All right. So just a reminder, before you buy an RV, make sure it's the right RV for you and that there's no problems with it. And if the problem, there are problems that they're disclosed and it's out on the table, what's going to be done about them? All right. I'm going to keep that to a very minimum today. I don't want to badmouth the industry every show but just be cautious of what you buy even experienced buyers are making bad decisions when it comes to purchasing rvs so be cautious now today in living the rv life we're going to talk about some of the reminders the things for going into fall now i know what you're thinking we're in the middle of summer but you know this episode won't be out for four weeks or so yep well, actually, you know, if you're hearing it, it's already out. Yeah, so, hi. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, you can tell we're clueless here as well. So, reminders for the fall, and it's, these things are probably not that big of a deal to a lot of experienced RVers, you know. The seasons change, they come and go, you get used to it. But sometimes we get, you know, wrapped up in other things, other things of life, and all of a sudden falls upon us, winter's upon us, freezing weather. And, you know, I know here in Montana where we're at, we can have, you know, we're in the fall and all of a sudden we got snow on the ground. You know, you're trying to clean up leaves in your yard and next thing you know, there's snow covering them. So it's being prepared maybe a little bit early. Yeah. So one of the things that many people do during the fall is they travel. They're still traveling. They want to use their RV to the full, to the last possible moment. Depending on where you're at and where you're going, you want to make sure your furnace is working, right, Alexis? That's right. That's like a huge deal. <laughs> right. <laughs> and furnaces, you know, you have to check it before you go. Don't just assume because the last time you used your RV is going to work. If you're relying on that furnace, make sure it works. And maybe it needs some maintenance done to it before you go. Exactly. It might need to be cleaned out. The electrode night might need to be cleaned. So make sure some of that stuff's done, just basic things. You don't have to get into, you know, really carried away, but make sure it works before you go. And the chances of it working in there are much greater. You're not going to run into a problem. And then another thing, which we're going to be talking about a little bit different, but is RV batteries. Inspecting the batteries is a good thing to do. Making sure they have water, the cables aren't corroded, all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. that they're fully charged. You know, we hear a lot of times, you know, people leaving on a trip and the batteries aren't fully charged. They get through their goal and they had a problem with their tow vehicle. So they weren't charged and they're dry camping, you know, so there's problems. So make sure your batteries are charged. Yep. 
you know, maintenance on batteries should be done regularly. Batteries are not a maintenance-free type thing unless you have maintenance-free batteries. <laughs> <laughs> they need water, add water. You know, distilled water is what you should be using. So it's good to always keep some of that around just in case. And so, Alexis, what else would you recommend for a fall-type trip? Um, It mentions, too, to inspect all safety devices. So that means like your uh, CO detector, your LP gas detector. That's pretty important because if you're out somewhere where you can't get to an RV store very easily, then you're going to want that that device to be working correctly, um, especially if you're inside a lot, if it's a little chilly out. You really want that to be working. So check those things make, and make a list. Make a, make a calendar so that you know when the last time you checked it and you can check it again and do that in sequence so that you're kind of organized. Right, and that goes back to a couple episodes back talking about um, a maintenance schedule and keeping track of that. Yep. So if you're doing that, you could possibly even just look at it and say, no, I just replaced my LP detector last year. So I got several years to go. You know, I don't worry about that. Right, exactly. But also, when you're coming to this time of year, um, you do want to think ahead. Are you going to be using the RV? Exactly. You know, if if you know absolutely certainly that you're not going to, it's time to winterize it if you're in an area where it needs to be winterized. No matter what, I think you have to do something for storage, depending, you know, no matter where you live. So just start looking at it. Okay. Well, we're not going to be going anywhere. I know for sure. Just put that RV into storage then. Mm-hmm. You know, if yep. you're going to have a couple more trips, then just make sure that after that trip, you got time to get it into RV storage, whether it's winterizing it or just putting a cover on it, whatever you might do. Stay ahead of it. Yep. Winter sometimes does come quickly. It does. Yeah. And out of nowhere. Yep. <laughs> need to be cautious of that. I think that'll wrap it up for living the RV life and with these fall RVing tips and reminders. Just keep that on your mind. I want to hear from you guys out there. If there's one great tip you have for your fellow RVer, some a place you've gone, something about maintaining your RV, you know, a certain kind of meal to make, just whatever it is. One great tip. One of the things you'd really want to share with somebody, like whenever you know somebody gets an RV. What's that one thing you tell them, you know? I want to give you a piece of advice. You put your hand on their shoulder and you tell them a little story. You know, that one tip. That's what we want to hear. All right, now let's get to staying on the road. We're going to talk about lithium batteries and how do their warranties stack up. Now, this is not a trick question, man. It just takes time. You have to look into the warranties on lithium batteries, and I'll bet no one's doing that. We don't look at warranties on anything we buy. We just ask questions. We ask the guy at the car dealership, well, what's the warranty? And he tells us what he thinks we need to hear. We ask the guy at the RV dealership, what's the warranty? And he tells us what we think we need to hear. It doesn't matter where we go. We never read the warranty. One of the things that is, you know, lithium batteries, we sell them in our store. We have a couple different brands. We have more expensive ones, the Xpion 360s. We have the less expensive ones, the Dakota lithium batteries. The warranties are almost the same, 12 years with Xpion, 11 with lithium or uh, Dakota lithium. That's the advertised warranty, but that's not the warranty. I guarantee you these batteries do not have the warranty that you think they have. And it's important you understand that. Now, lithium batteries are good batteries but they're still fairly new. In fact, we're coming into the time frame now where a lot of these battery companies, their warranties are going to be put to the greatest test they've gone through because they're coming up on the 10-year, 
eight-year, nine-year, 11-year points in their life. And this is where the companies really shine or don't shine. It's kind of like your insurance company for your car, your motorhome. When you buy the insurance, oh, this sounds so good. You feel like, oh, what a great purchase. I don't have to worry about a thing now. You know, I can breathe easy. If my motorhome catches on fire while it's falling off a cliff, I'm golden. There's got to be any problems. They're going to pay for everything inside of it. They're going to pay for all the damage that happened. They're going to pay for everything until that actually happens. Then they ask you questions like, what day of the week was it? Oh, it was a Tuesday. What time was it? Oh, 10 a.m. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Smith, but our insurance doesn't cover Tuesdays at 10 a.m. I'm sorry, you know, you got no coverage. Now, that might be an exaggeration, but that's the reality of it. Your insurance really shines or doesn't shine when you go to use it. And usually it doesn't shine like you think it's going to. Occasionally it might, but not always that often. So it's the same with these lithium battery warranties. Now, lithium batteries are great batteries. Don't get me wrong. Even the lame, <laughs> lame ones are good batteries, the really inexpensive ones. And you can get a lithium battery for 300 bucks with a five-year warranty. But check out the warranty. You can get a $500 battery with a five-year warranty. You can get a $1,000 battery with a five-year warranty. You can get a $1,000 battery with a 12-year warranty. It doesn't matter. Read the warranties. So let me get into this a little bit. <clears throat> so we've done some education here. Uh, we've done the research. We've looked at, you know, many different warranties and we don't have any notes on this. We didn't write it all down. I'm just going by memory here because I don't want to be too committed to this. Um, cause you have to read the warranties yourself and each company is very similar, but there's differences in their warranties. Sometimes they're subtle. Sometimes they're very obvious. But you have to, you know, decide on the company that really attracts your attention. Okay, this company, this battery really looks good. Before you get too sold on it, read their warranty. Find it on their website and make sure that it's the same warranty that comes with your battery in writing. And you want to keep that warranty that comes with your battery and you want to keep the receipt because without the receipt, your warranty's done. That receipt is going to make or break your warranty because if you don't have it, you can't prove you ever bought it and you will not have a warranty. And I also say to keep the original warranty that comes with the battery because most of these warranties are on websites and you can go in and change a website in 30 seconds or less. It's not a big deal to change. And some of them are downloadable PDFs, which is okay. That's great. A little harder to change, but it can still be changed instantly. In fact, their warranties say that their warranties can change at any given time. But if you have the original warranty that came with your product, then they're stuck to that warranty. They have to honor that warranty, not the new warranty. These warranties, they're pretty interesting. Some of them read that the company's not liable for anything. If your RV catches on fire, someone dies because of the battery, they're not liable for a thing because you purchased the battery, because you purchased it. You haven't signed a thing. You just purchased it. So be cautious. Now, most of these warranties have time frames. They might have, well, there's one brand, very popular. Their warranty on their batteries is five years. And it's just a prorated warranty on their website. It just says it's a prorated warranty. There's absolutely no other information about it. It's just prorated. And they may or may not decide to fix or replace the battery. That's it. And it doesn't really get into the details. And that's where you can't call them and say, what's the warranty? You have to get it in writing. 
because they can tell you anything they want or what they're being told today. The salesperson is told today the warranty is this. And in six months, it can change. So you have to have it in writing. And I can't emphasize that enough because there's a catch to all these warranties. For one, they can change. Two, if you don't have your receipt. Three, if you don't have your original warranty. And four, they can change it. And five, blah, 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 just keeps on going. Some of these warranties, let's say it's a 12-year warranty. So for the first eight years, they're going to tell you we'll repair or replace the battery at our discretion. And now they can decide, because it's at their discretion, that the battery failed because of normal wear and tear at the eight-year point. Let's say you call them up, my battery doesn't work, you got a 12-year warranty, it's eight years old, here's the date I bought it, I have all this, you have everything you need, you, can, you took photos of how you hooked it up, because they're going to try to squirm out of this warranty saying so you didn't hook it up right, it wasn't in the right conditions, you didn't have the right charger, that they're going to use everything against you to say you did something wrong. And you've got to prove to them you did it. And then at eight years, they might say, okay, well, we just feel that your battery's just worn out. You just used it. There is no warranty at that point, even though it might have a 12-year warranty. So it's at their discretion. So your battery could actually come to the end of its life in eight years. And they can tell you that, and there's nothing you can do because you agreed to it by purchasing that battery. You agreed to the terms and conditions they put upon that battery. So that's kind of interesting. And now the warranties read different on different brands. So I'm giving you what we came across, the things that stood out. And also, you know, they can repair or replace. And that sounds great. You know, the battery's four years old. They're not going to just give you a new battery every time. Get that out of your head right now. They're going to repair this battery. And to a degree, they are repairable. It could have a bad cell. You know, it could have a bad um, battery management system. Something could fail inside of it. All the screws could come loose because they don't use Loctite on them or uh, epoxy or anything. And you send it to them and they can replace it. But now to send it to them, you're going to pay the shipping. And batteries aren't cheap to ship. And you're going to find that out the hard way. You know, a battery might cost $100 to ship on UPS, even though it's only 30 pounds or whatever, but it's hazardous material. Ah, there's the catch. It's hazardous material. And so you might think, well, I'm going to take it back to the store I bought it from and shove it down their throat. Well, they're going to tell you the same thing. The warranty through the manufacturer will ship it for you, but you're going to have to pay the shipping. It's not going to change. You have to pay the shipping. In some cases, you're going to pay the return shipping. In some cases, you won't, depending on what their warranty says or doesn't say, how they're going to handle that. But you're going to pay the shipping back. There's no way out of that. So that could be $75, $100 easy. So keep that in mind. So that's part of the warranty process. So if you go eight years without any issues, then you've done great. But somewhere in that eight years, your battery might fail because of normal wear and tear. It might fail because of a bad part that they'll decide whether they're going to replace it or give you a new battery. Then let's say you get to the eight years, you make it through there and you're eight and a half years and you call them up, your battery's dead. And they say, oh, okay, well, yeah, your battery's just dead. Um, it sounds like it died because of a malfunctioning part. So we're going to give you a new battery. Well, they're not going to say that. You're going to have to send them the battery back and they're going to test it. And then they're going to say a, a part failed and the battery's no good. And maybe it's their fault. And they're going to, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you 30% off a new battery. This battery's no good. We're not going to give you one for free, but we're going to give you 30% off. And that sounds great. 30% off. Wow. Is it though? If 
lithium prices plummet between now and then, that would be great. But lithium prices are not going to plummet. They're going to go up, if not anything else. All the metals and the things they need to make lithium batteries are not dropping in price. Stocks are going up. The prices are going up. There's only a few places in the world that mine this stuff. And every place where they mine it, it's a hot spot in the world. So I really doubt it's going to drop. So the battery could go up 40%. So that discount does you nothing. You're just buying a brand new battery at full price. And let's say it's a $1,200 battery and you did get 30% off. Big deal. You got $360 off. You still spend a thousand bucks, essentially. Your shipping and everything else. So you got one brand new battery and now you have one, two or three used ones that are maybe uh, eight years old, nine years old. Are they going to just keep failing one right after another? I'm taking this, I guess, down the long road because you need to understand the warranty. And some of them will offer even you know, in the last year, maybe I'm um, only 20% off. So the warranty, the percentage off is going to change depending on what year you're in. So it's, it's very prorated and may or may not work to your favor at all. And if you have more than one battery, that could work against you having one new battery and several used batteries. It's nice to have them all the same life, the same span. Now it might not work that way. And if you have to replace one, you replace one. You might be thankful, hey, at least they did something for me. Like I said, the time is coming for these warranties to come to the test, how good they're going to be. And also, the warranty, let's say in year number, say year number six, you got a battery with a 10-year warranty. Year number six, they say, we're going to give you a new battery. You're like, wow, that's awesome. So it is. They gave you a brand new battery. All you do is pay the shipping to get yours to them. Maybe they charge you to ship you the new battery. So maybe you're into this new battery, 200 bucks. If they charge, you know, if they're shipping both ways, it's still pretty good. Now, the thing you need to keep in mind, though, is the warranty on that battery is essentially over. It doesn't continue on like it did before. They don't add on a new 10 year warranty you still only have four years left in the warranty. I know that probably doesn't sound very pleasing, but that's the way it is. You know, if, if the battery failed, they give you a new one. That's it. The warranty is still just for four more years. It doesn't extend the warranty another 10 years. Even some repairs are going to be the same. Well, repairs will be the same way. If they repair the battery, it doesn't extend the warranty. The warranty is still for the set amount of time that when you purchase the battery. And that's fair. Most companies do that with cars and everything else. That's pretty normal. But you just need to know that because sometimes we lose sight of that. Oh, I got a new one. The battery or the warranty starts all over again. It doesn't. It's still the same warranty. That's why I'm saying to read these warranties. So if you're going to be looking at two or three brands of batteries, get the warranties and that might narrow it down to two. Then between those two warranties, you know, you can decide which one you want to deal with. I don't know. I, I, I look at these warranties and we've read them. We get people come to the store asking about lithium and they ask us about the warranties and we tell them about the warranties that we know of for the batteries we sell. We tell them, we try to be honest about it because we don't want to deal with it down the road. We don't want to have someone mad at us, this thousand dollar battery they purchased. So reading is very important. And most of the manufacturers on these batteries, they're going to tell you that the warranty is way better than it actually is. In fact, when we talk to battery manufacturers, they tell us the same thing. Oh, it's a 12-year, no-question-asked warranty. Then you read their warranty, it's nothing like that. Every question is asked. Every question is asked, and it's not 12 years. You know, they advertise a warranty that really 
they can say it's 12 years, but it's not really 12 years when you really look at it. There's coverage, but it's not great coverage, you know? So if you look at a battery that has a 10-year warranty, 11-year warranty, 12-year warranty, if you get five, six, seven, eight years out of it, you should probably be happy. Plan on the warranty failing three to four years early or the falling, or falling out of warranty three to four years early, and you'll probably make a better buying decision. It'll help you understand it when finally they do say, no, there's no warranty left on this battery. You got to buy a new one. And they might not even give you a discount. That would only be if they're admitted to there's a warranty issue. If it just has worn itself out because of natural, normal wear and tear, they're not going to warranty anything, even if it's before the warranty, warranty period's up, which that sounds pretty weird, doesn't it? Normal wear and tear before the warranty's over. See, that really should be a warrantied item. But most of these warranties say, no, it's not. If it's normal wear and tear and it just died, tough beans, you're out. So think about that when you're buying a lithium battery. So $1,200 batteries might not be worth $1,200 anymore. I'm starting to think that maybe a $800 battery is the way to go rather than a $1,200 battery because of the warranties. It brings companies into question and what they really will do. So do your homework. Check it out. See for yourself. And if you got any takes on this, you have any thoughts on it, let me know. Use the contact us page. And tell me what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Maybe you've gone through some warranty issues that worked out great or worked out horrible. Let me know. So you can go to the smartrvier.com and use the contact us page and send me what you think. Let's get to the next stop. Wake up, Alexis. Once again, you need to crawl that corner, get in front of that microphone. Now I'm awake. <laughs> start talking. Door County, Wisconsin. <laughs> All right, so uh, either Mr. Door started the county or they made doors there or something, right? Uh, sure, let's go with that. <laughs> now, tell us about it. This place is really beautiful. Um, I actually, I always, when I go through these, I make a list of places I actually want to go and visit, and this is definitely on there. There's so much to do there. Um, for one, they have a beautiful peninsula state park. They have these cute little towns in there like Fish Creek and Sister Bay. There's ferries that you can get on and go. You can go cherry picking. There's scenic drives you can take. There's lighthouses, which is so cool. Um, you can go wine tasting. You can do water activities. There's lots of lakes. So there's just an endless list of things to do here. It's a really cool place to go RVing. Wow. There is a lot to do there. There is. There is. Yeah. Oh, I want to say something so bad, but I'm not going to. It'll offend too many people. Oh, <laughs> say it. <No. laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> then I'm not going to say it. I wouldn't control myself That's today. Good. All right. No, that does sound good, though. There's a lot to do there. A lot. Yeah. I never really envisioned Wisconsin with too much to do. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. It doesn't seem like it, but this place is very unique. It's very, very neat. Yeah, and it's got a lot of different stuff, a big variety, mm -hmm. kind of all over the board. Very much so, yeah. So what else is there to do there? Go there and you eat, um, You know there's places to eat always. <laughs> your RV. Yeah, you could do that. Um, there's a few places. There's a ton of places. I know, I know. The White Gull Inn, which is in Fish Creek, um, it's famous for its uh, cherry-stuffed French toast. Doesn't that sound good? That sounds really good. <laughs> and Eric's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> There's the cookery, which is also in Fish Creek. There's Fred and Fuzzy's Waterfront Bar and Grill. 
<laughs> I just love that name. Let's see what else is there. There's Harbor Fish Market and Grill. There's Chives Restaurant, Shoreline Restaurant. There's just, I, I mean, a lot. an abundance of places, yes. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of places to stay, too, if you're an RVer. Absolutely. We've got a few listed here. Um, the Peninsula State Park, Wagon Trail Campground, Fish Creek Campground, Door County Camping Retreat. There's just, I mean, you just Google it and you're going to find uh, campsites and RV parks all over all over uh, Door right. County. <laughs> uh, there's a lot. So this entire list will, is on our website mm-hmm. now. Um, There's a lot here. This is probably one of the most comprehensive ones. Oh, yeah. Yep, definitely. The Door County wisconsin so that might be worth checking out if you're going to be in the area in wisconsin um yeah definitely worth it like i said i didn't think there was much in wisconsin but that kind of changes my attitude i know that's what's cool about these things is you learn a little bit and changes your whole take on a certain area you know yep Yep. you maybe never think of going there right and all of a sudden hey this doesn't sound so bad and we're always up in that area or we go by there you know every summer we go to Cousin Bob's house in New York. Or right, whatever, exactly. You know, He's waiting on by a few hours out of the way, but why not? You Do know? it. Yep. <laughs> so that's what's cool about traveling and having an RV. Go where you want. And it's relatively inexpensive compared to other forms of travel. Exactly. You know, and it's more of an adventure. Yeah. You know, it's just like recently, you know, we went cutting wood. The day didn't go well, you know, broke down vehicle, blah, blah, blah. But it was the adventure of the whole thing, you know, at the yeah. end of the day, you know, you're tired, you're worn out, it's dark out, you want to be home hours earlier, but mm-hmm. like, well, the adventure, even in an RV, you know, you might go someplace and turn out to be an absolute dud. Yeah. But the adventure getting there, the whole yeah. thing, you look back on it and laugh. So the people you're with, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, the, don't doubt the next stop, whatever it is on your list, just go, you yeah. know, yep. exactly. choose the news one and just keep on going to one stop after the next. You know? <laughs> That's right. All right, perfect. Another place to see great destinations is RV Destinations Magazine. Can't emphasize it enough how nice of a magazine it is, and the pictures are just unbelievable. The quality is unbelievable, and this will definitely get you motivated to go places in your RV. Heck, it'll get you motivated to go there by foot if you have to. That's how nice the pictures are. They just kind of suck you in. So go to their website, rvdestinationsmagazine.com, and learn more for yourself. Now, this brings us to RV Envy, and today we're going to talk about cordless drill and impacts. And most people that I think travel have a cordless drill. I mean, there is no reason to not have a cordless drill this day and age with all the brands out there, the availability, all the different uh, you know uh, bits for them. You're out in your RV, something breaks, and you take off 12 screws to get to it. You pull out that drill, you're in there, and, you know, less than a minute, it's nice, rather than using a screwdriver, you know? I mean, if you got to have screwdrivers just in case, but the cordless drill is the way to go. They don't take up a lot of space. But one thing that a lot of people don't think about are impacts, the cordless impacts. And I have a DeWalt one. It's a 60-watt and I got it at, uh, where did I, I got it at a store. I didn't get it at a big box store. I got it at another store, like 500 bucks. This thing is a workhorse, man. Like if you had to rotate the wheels on your trailer and your truck out on the road, you could do it on one charge, no problem. And you could drop it eight times as well. And it's still going to keep on going. And the reason why I bring these impacts up, cordless drills are awesome and make things easier and you don't even need an impact out on the road very often but if you just get a flat tire you can have that the the 
Lugnuts off in seconds versus minutes. You know, you just get in there and take them right off. Then when you put them back on, you just put them on tight and then you can torque them by hand, which is what I do just to make sure. But you know, these things will tighten them up so tight that it'll snap the lug if you're not careful. So it's a great tool to have with you. You don't have to have a high end one unless you're going to use it a lot. We use ours a lot for various things. I'm always doing stuff at home. We have it here at the shop. It's just a great tool. And being ready for those things that come up out on the road, or, you know, maybe you're traveling with someone, they get a flat, they can't even find the wrench to get the lug nuts off. You know, they're disorganized. Well, heck, you can help them with that, you know? So it's just part of being prepared, but it's just a nice tool to have, and it falls under that RV envy section. And, you know, all the big box stores have them. All your ranch supply stores have them, you know? Pick the brand you want. I like DeWalt. Um, everything I own is DeWalt, and there's, I know... There's other brands out there that are probably better, but that's just what I have. You know, all the batteries match, and that's what works for me. So you can check that out. You can go to any store you want and do the research. But also, I want to remind you to go to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com, the Smart RVer, and check out the videos we're doing. You know, of course, we want you to go to smartrver.com and look at the website for the different information we post. But we know you're listening to the podcast on um you know, iTunes or Spotify or something like that. But don't forget about YouTube and checking us out there. A lot of good videos. They're coming out every two weeks, constantly producing them. And we want you to enjoy them. And also we want your input on them as well, because you can always leave a comment on those things too. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the show today. So I want to thank you for listening. This is Eric Stark with the Smart RVer Podcast. It's been great being with you here today. If I do not see you on the road, let's connect at the smartrver.com.